Thank you for listening to this selection from bradhambrick.com. Brad serves as pastor of counseling at the Summit Church in Durham, North Carolina, and is excited to produce resources that equip believers and resource churches to care well for one another in their community. We pray that this serves you well, and we hope that you'll consider utilizing other resources from bradhambrick.com for your personal growth and ministry endeavors. Let that bring us uh, to step four, uh, where we repent to God for how my sin has replaced and misrepresented Him. And this is where if I'm in your shoes, uh, if I'm you, I'm asking a question like, do you really want me to say, God, I'm sorry, my food portions have not been ideal? Um, And we've already established, God does not have a preferred body type. In heaven, there will not only be people of every tribe, tongue, nation, and people. There will be people of all shapes and sizes. And God's good with that. There's not going to be some like idyllic angel figurine that we all have when we get to heaven. Now, Jenny Schaefer gives us another point here that I think is important for us to consider uh, as we think about uh, the subject of repentance and disordered eating. She says positive guilt is the sense of shame we feel when we are stepping outside the bounds of what is familiar, when we are breaking old rules. Positive guilt is when we are breaking rules that need to be broken. In the midst of disordered eating, we have lots of rules that are not God's rules. They're just ours. And they're things that that when we break them, we're going to feel bad. We're going to feel like, well, I'm not doing this right. It, that's not bad. We don't need to repent for that. There is a, a kind of awkwardness in the process of change that, that is easy for us to interpret that awkwardness as guilt. Um, and especially if we're on the over-restricting side, where we have labeled certain foods as bad and certain portions as bad, that we are going to feel bad for doing what is good and right. And that's what Jenny uh, would encourage us, and I would concur, uh, to call positive guilt. And we don't uh, repent for that. So what are we repenting for? And we would say the most important part uh, of repentance is never the behavior. The most important part of repentance is seeing how our sin misrepresented and replaced God in our life. Um, yet, and so that begs the question, who are we repenting to? Uh, oftentimes we don't repent because we have a bad view of God. Uh, and so to whom you pray is often more important than what you say. Many of us don't pray because we got a bad view of God. And I want to give us a few that I think get in our way here. Uh, some of us view God as unemotional. God is powerful. He just doesn't understand. There is a whole lot of emotion and pain and and stuff going on here. And the whole thought about coming to God who's like Spock and this does not compute when I'm crying kind of thing, it, I just don't think I could do that. If that's where you're at, I would encourage you to read the end of Hebrews 2 and Hebrews 4 and just see how 
how much God goes to great lengths to show us that He understands our experience. Uh, For others of us, uh, we view God as irrelevant. Uh, God cares, but He's kind of impotent. I mean, God's not going to change me against my will, is He? Uh, And in that sense, no, He won't. Um, God is a gentleman. Uh, He will not hijack your will and change you against your will. But there is something about relationships. Relationships afford more opportunities. When we get to know people, I mean, when we're looking for a job, we always network through relationships because relationships create more opportunities. When we enter into this in a right relationship with God, allowing Him to play His role, it greatly increases the options and strength that we have for this journey. Uh, Linda Mental. She says, repentance is also required um, and that the client, uh, through the spiritual pride, has concluded, I must handle life on my own. I cannot trust God, uh, nor will I be dependent on Him. I must take control. This position, born out of pain, confronts the reality uh, that control is elusive. Belief in self-sufficiency and continually striving. Anorexia is is a misguided attempt to be self-sufficient. Bulimia utilizes self-striving in an effort to gain control. And again, part of allowing God to be relevant is becoming less self-sufficient. God is unpleasable. You know, sometimes we think, you know, he thinks I'm supposed to be perfect. I'm never going to do this perfect. There. Uh, I would encourage you to look at Hebrews 10.14. It says, For he has perfected for all time those who are being sanctified. Uh, And one of the things that we see in that is that progressive sanctification is God's idea. He has perfected for all time. Past completed action. Guaranteed, take it to the bank. Those who are being sanctified. Ongoing, active process. And again, that idea that God does not love us more at the end of our journey than He does where we're at right now. And when we view Him as unpleasable, and that's our reason for not uh, continuing, not coming to Him, then uh, we miss that. Uh, That was part for Cheryl Cruz. Uh, I had to, in short, practice being loved by God. And then finally, God is unapproachable. Uh, You know, this is the whole Romans 2-4, that it is the kindness of God that draws us uh, to repentance. That God isn't trying to get us to some ideal body type. He loves us. He wants us to flourish. Here's a, a thought exercise that I would encourage you to consider. For just a moment, Close your eyes and think about repenting to God for whatever that unhealthy relationship with food has been. Look up into God's face and what expression do you see? Is He angry? Is He frustrated? Is He impatient? Or is He kind? Is He warm? It is the kindness of God that draws us to repentance. Now, I'll give you some elements of repentance here. Um, Again, this is no formula, uh, but 
uh, oftentimes, uh, I think uh, there are many things in our spiritual journey uh, that are a lot like our smartphones. Uh, Our smartphones can do a lot more than we are capable of pulling off with them. And and sometimes if somebody just shows us a little bit of what's going on there, we can get a lot more out of that device. Uh, And so I just want to take a moment to look at some aspects of repentance uh, that I think may be helpful for us. Uh, One aspect of repentance uh, is that it is primarily a desire to live for God and submit to His Lordship. More than repentance is saying, I was wrong and I'm off track. It is saying, God, what you have for me is good and I want that. Because part of what we have to become convinced of, if we're ever going to repent, is that the promises of what God offers, the life that He gives, is better than the sin distracted us into thinking we were going to get. Um, Then, Understanding how our sin sought to replace God. Uh, Coston and Grab, uh, they don't write from a Christian perspective. Uh, their book is not overtly Christian. But I feel like they get so close in this quote to where I just want to scream Jesus uh, when, uh, when, when we get here. They say, as long as you believe that changing something on the outside will solve the problem on the inside, the deeper issue will stay hidden and unresolved. You need to turn to someone, Jesus, uh, who offers a better relationship than the one you have with your eating disorder. Uh, And then they they even quote from this lady here, uh, Jeanine uh, Roth. Uh, Women, I would include men in this. Um, Women turn to food when they are not hungry because they are hungry for something they can't name. A connection to what is beyond the daily concerns of life, something deathless, something sacred. But replacing hunger for divine connection with double-stuffed Oreos is like giving a glass of sand to a person dying of thirst. It creates more thirst and more panic. Combine the utter inefficacy of dieting with the lack of spiritual awareness, and we have a generation of mad, ravenous, self-loathing women. Again, that's Janine, that's not me saying that. It... Um, But we begin to see that what we're repenting for is not so much the behavior, but the way that those actions began to seek to replace God. Uh, We repent over the brokenness of our sin nature uh, and not just uh, the particular actions. We begin to see that we sin because we're sinners. This is not just about a few bad habits. We need a new heart. Uh, It's expressed to God. Oftentimes, you know, you may ask someone, have you repented for that? And they'll look at you and say, I feel bad about it, can't you tell? As if directionless remorse was the same thing as repentance to God. It's not. And part of that is it it expresses faith in God's willingness to forgive. That when I repent, That is an act of faith in the goodness of God, His willingness to repent, more than it's just me making promises in the air about going to do better. In that sense, repentance begins with looking up into heaven and saying, you love me, and what you have for me is better, than it does looking down at myself and saying, wow, I really messed up again. And then number six, repentance involves a new direction in life usually expressed first by uh, confession. Now, 
uh, I give you here kind of a sample prayer of repentance uh, that, that if you would say, you know, when you, when you were talking about repentance not being this directionalist sense of regret, I think that's all I've really done with things. Maybe I had that moment when I came to faith and I recognized Jesus died and paid the penalty for my sin and that at that moment I was kind of directly talking with God, but most of my repentance since then has just been directionless regret. This is something that takes the material that we've been learning and allows that to be kind of a free and open conversation with God. One where hopefully as you begin to have that conversation in prayer, that you look up into the eyes of a loving Father and you see somebody who cares for you deeply and the look on His face is one of delight as He sees you choosing the life that He intended for you, that He wants for you, that He designed for you, that He knows is going to be satisfying. And in that moment, He is not disgusted with you as if I can't believe you messed up again. He is delighted because He sees the direction that you're going and it thrills His soul.